Oh, folks, back again with uh, with RLS podcast. Um, we are on episode five now. Um, thanks to everyone that's been listening so far. Thanks for some of the messages that I've received. Um, thanks for some of your comments on Instagram and wherever else. It's much appreciated. Um, but today we're going to actually start talking about talking about football. We'll be talking about strength and conditioning. We'll be talking about how you as an athlete, as a footballer, can improve your your physical game um, through loads of different modalities. And we're basically going to talk about how to how to just stop the confusion with jumping into the gym. Um, there's been a massive question that I get asked a lot. It's like, how, how do I train in the gym to get better at football? It sounds so simple, but it's not necessarily that simple. That's the reason I brought Cameron on the on the podcast today. Um, Cameron is an SNC coach. He's got experience with a good few different sports um, at semi-pro, pro level, university level, um, and I believe he was in my university class at one point, but I can't actually remember. <laughs> so, Cameron, crack on. Give everyone a little a little introduction to yourself. Uh, thanks, mate. Yeah. So, um, my uh, pathway started originally college um, probably like most people listening didn't know what I wanted to do with my uh, life was good at sports um, so left, left school um, halfway through fifth year I thought what am I going to do thought you know go to college do sports and then from there went to the gym and I thought actually I could make this into a career pathway so did the, the college uh, HNC HND and then went to Aberdeen, did my two years uh, there. So that's my my education pathway. Um, and then after, so while I was there, I um, was able to pick up a couple of uh, local kind of um, shadowing, got some experience under my belt, but still wasn't um, uh, a lot. So I uh, reached out to local coaches who are better, better than myself, um, or more experienced than myself anyway, um, in the area, and managed to get... Um, some coaching with them. And then from there, like in any industry, once you know one person, they know somebody else. And then once your name gets out there, then kind of snowballs from there. So um, currently uh, I work on the DAP program. So what's that? It's, it's a um, institute feeder program. So athletes who are being identified as um, talented individuals, but aren't quite institute level yet so we've got swimmers and hockey players and um, they get um support so hopefully the idea is them uh, they can then take it well make it uh, to the institute uh, also currently it's coach at St Andrews University uh, and the SNC uh, lead coach for tennis over there so a totally new sport to me this year it's quite a it's been it's been good it's been enjoyable uh, and also I'm the lead SNC coach at Fawford Farmington uh, Football Club, as well as my own uh, business that I have too. Yeah, so you you recently started kind of online coaching as well. Um, would it be right in saying you've kind of got a little gym set up in, in your garage as well? Yeah, so that all came about pretty much through lockdown, actually, with um, the gym that I was using, obviously like all the gyms, um, closed when I went to once um, and I hadn't did any online coaching prior to that. So I was kind of probably similar to yourself thinking, how do I well continue to make money? Um, how do I keep my business alive sort of thing? So uh, yeah, um, looked at different apps, um, kind of went head first into the online stuff, probably didn't do it 
correctly at the start, but didn't have anything to go by. So I just thought, just, I'll just try. Um, and that's been going good so far. And then, yeah, my uh, we built a gym because I didn't know how, like yourself, didn't know how long lockdown was going to last for. I didn't know the uncertainty around the gym's closing. I thought, one, I need to train myself. And two, I need somewhere to uh, coach my own athletes and own people when and if you, you were allowed sort of thing. So, yeah, we uh, built a gym. It's uh, at my, my brother's house here. He was... Uh, nice enough to he's in the gym himself so he's nice enough to he's got a double garage so we um totally kitted one side out with a a gym which is it's nice i like it cool good man um in regards to the athletes you've worked with in the past again i know you spoke about you've worked with tennis players hockey players swimmers footballers um who is it that you kind of i know this is maybe you maybe upset a couple of athletes here but who do you tend to get like the the most not the most success with, but who do you get the the most kind of fulfillment satisfaction out of working with, and when they kind of when they kind of reach their goals and stuff like that? Oh, mate, you're gonna have to throw me under the bus here. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know who I would say I get the most satisfaction with. The largest demographic and the most most of my athletes that I've worked with in my career have been footballers. So that's that's the most that I've worked with. So. In terms of majority of success, I'd say it's been through football. Um, but I don't. It's be, it's, to be honest, with me, any athlete doesn't matter who they are. As long as you see them progress, that's 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 class for me. It doesn't matter if they're a uh, elite level uh, footballer or if they're just an amateur, no, no, whatever swimmer. It's still yeah. that. As long as you see them progress, to me, that's the. That's the best thing, yeah. But yeah, football is the majority of athletes that I've, I've worked with in my career. Cool. So next question would be, say, for example, say I was Joe Bloggs playing junior football. I've gotten by all my days, all the way from the ages of 12, all the way up to the ages of, say, 20 years old. I've gotten by solely on kicking a ball around a football pitch and running around a football pitch. I've never done anything out with out with the pitch. I've never stepped in a gym. I've never done any external work to that. What would you say my main challenge would be in relation to in relation to starting that in the first place? Where would be I suppose you could you could make, maybe put it in this way. Where would be the first place to start? Um the first place that's a good question actually to be honest. The first place to start I would say is one Get yourself a coach who can help you. However, if you're going to be doing it yourself, the first place I would start is just learning the fundamentals, um, exercises. Think about your sport and what it involves and then how you can kind of then take it from there to, to help you. But the best thing to start off is, is just, yeah, look, look at your sport, look at what, what you do in your sport um, and then how you can get better from there because doing bicep curls, for example, or a bit of bench, a bit of a bro split isn't, isn't going to help you. So you think, like, where where do you get the most injuries? Where do, where do you struggle in matches? What's, what's your um, weaknesses? Uh, and then try and take it from there. That'd be, that's uh, the best part if you're going to do it on your own. Um, there's, now there's loads of stuff online about how you can get, get, get um, food for, especially for football, how uh, you can get fitter, how you can get stronger, Look, 
at resources such as that. But if not, um, then probably definitely get yourself a coach um, and then try and take it take it from there, hopefully. Um, in terms of physically, where I would say what I think most of them should be doing more is sprinting. If they, if they can't, if athletes who are Joe Bloggs or whatever can't um, get to the gym for whatever reason or they don't want to get a gym membership, blah, blah, I'm not sure what to do, then they all know how to, to sprint. Um, they've all got a bit of grass they can go to, they've got a pitch they can go to. Um, for me, the benefits of that would increase them twofold. Just get out twice a week if you can and just sprint, max effort sprinting. Um, that would that probably be my first place to start. I say to take it all back. Go sprint first, and then after that, then try and get your uh, gym membership and take it from there. Yeah, I think personally, what I've seen from new clients coming in as it's been either it's been one of a few things. It's either they've never stepped foot in a gym in their life, so confidence is low. They don't want to do that at all. They're just confused about everything. Or two, they've been in the gym, but it's kind of just been a case of like what's the guy over there in the stringer doing? He's doing bicep curls. He's doing bench press. Let's absolutely nail that. And then there's this kind of, there's this thing built up in their head that if I squat, if I do anything to do with my legs, that's going to take away from my ability to then go and be able to run the next day, which is possibly true. But that's when a coach and an effective program comes in. Um, but don't get me wrong, you can build up a little bit of robustness, build up a little bit of strength, just nailing a bench press and some bicep curls. It's not going to do you probably any harm if you're not doing anything. But as you said, get a coach, nail the basics, and obviously sprint. Sprinting is just something that's it's just totally disregarded, isn't it? It's just like, how many yeah. times do you sprint within a game of football? It's probably quite a lot of times. And if, say for example, you're training two times a week, you don't think you're getting an effective amount of that within those two training sessions, then just go out and just, just run in a straight line. Anyone can do that. I think what you said there, mate, at the start, going back to when people going into the gym um, and seeing like people on stringers and stuff, and then they think like, they're totally lost and not sure what to do. And then it goes back to, again, like you're saying, if they don't want to squat because um, um, I might take away from their... Uh, football performance I think that's where football is better now but it's still quite behind in other sports like the education isn't there like the players I think players especially junior and uh, amateur levels like I think there has to be people have to, to educate a little bit more like why are you doing this to improve like you're thinking oh I'm not going to squat because your legs get sore you think okay but why are we wanting to do why would squatting be beneficial for you why is um why is Nordic's going to be better for you? Why is the single leg stuff? You play a, like a, a unilateral sport. Why you have to have you have to be able to be strong on both legs? I think it's just that little bit of communication with players and uh, just having that bit of education. And again, that's going to come out to either them researching it for themselves or reaching out to somebody and then be like, and then they can take it from there. Because I think once you once the player can buy into that, once you tell them and they get they understand why they're doing it then it's easy for you to then, um, coach them because they understand. you just tell them this is this is why it's going to make you better and then they, they kind of, they're like, okay, and they take, takes it from there. That's, yeah. yeah. I think you can, you can definitely get a little bit of resistance towards 
training in the gym as a footballer when they don't understand exactly what it is that they're going to be improving. It's like, I mean, I understand that junior level when you hit maybe later in life, like some people are kind of just not interested in it. They've got by this far in their career without doing it. So starting something that late on, it's just a little bit like, mm, there's no point in me doing that now, but it's not true. But especially if you're like 18, 19, 20, probably even younger than that, I'd probably go even as far as to say 12. Like you could go as young as you want. Like if you can get them to buy into that very, very young, then it's, it's just going to be, become second nature, isn't it? Um, and like all the evidence is there. Um, if you strength train, if you work on unilateral strength, bilateral strength, if you work on just generally everything, get in the gym, then your performance on a football pitch is it's going to be better. It's, yeah, even it doesn't, I think if you can say if you, if, if somebody who's not doing anything, if they start to do something, it's going to have a positive. It's, it's going to, unless they do something really terrible, which is, I doubt it. But even if they do go in the gym and they do something, even if they did, for example, like leg press for a couple of sets, these are 10, whatever it is. It's not, 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 I mean, that's something that we would prescribe, but even that, still doing something, I think, is better than doing nothing. It's just having that initial, just start. I was just, just have that, get courage and think, okay, I'll just start and then take it from there. Yeah. 100%. Um, so in your experience working with all different sorts of athletes, again, we've kind of touched on this already, um, what have been athletes' attitudes towards starting S&C work or starting work in the gym when it's when it's not necessarily been them that's went out of, the, out of their way to start it? It's been more a thing that's been like, right, your team's doing this and you've got no choice. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think... It's kind of what you just said on before me. Um, even uh, the younger ones and that there was those there isn't that sometimes they do have an attitude of um, well I'm under it before and I'm playing at this level I'm, I'm doing good or that I'm like and it's just like and that can be quite challenging because you're thinking well yeah you you're right you you have got to a high level without it but just think of perhaps where you could get mm. if you had added this and like what's how, how, how much maybe you could take your performance to the next level. Um, that sometimes could be a challenge. I think as well, it's if they haven't come to you, there can be quite a, I can't bother with this. I just, I just want to play football. Um, I just want to do this. I don't, I don't want to do that. Um, and it's common. You see it, I still see it now all the time. Even in the sub plus pro teams who people come in and it's, it's like that. It's, it's, they're just, they don't, they just want to play football. They don't really care about this other stuff. Um, and then that, that can be quite tough. I think it's just you have to try and, like I said before, try and get that education so they do buy into it. And it's also just trying to see what you can give them that they'll, they'll enjoy. And, and also what try and do like a little bit so they can, they can buy into it. So... Rather than giving them all this big program, if you can just say, well, okay, we can, if we can just get through X amount, then I'm happy with that, and then you're in and out. So I think it's time as well. They don't want to be an hour in the gym. If you can make it shorter, um, 45, 30 minutes, come in, do the, the stuff that you want, and then get them out again, I think you can get them a bit more buy-in that way. Um, but it's going to always be ones who just don't want to do it and just don't like it. And just, You just kind of have to accept that. As long as you're doing, as long as, long as the team itself is doing Good, and there's ones who are pro pro uh, progressing, then that's fine. As long as they don't distract or that, you're you're happy. Yeah. 
hundred percent, mate. And I think it just I kind of just I'm pulling my hair out when I just I'm seeing guys playing at like junior level, um, if possibly even amateur level. I know it's slightly different, um, but even at junior level, it's just like you look at a player and it's like seventy minutes in, they're gassed, they can't move anymore, and it's players with a lot of ability. It's players with the skill to probably even play be playing at a higher level in juniors, and it's just like just if we could get you cardiovascularly fit if we could get you in the gym a little bit then it would be like you would be it's a very good junior player if not better but it's just it's know, an attitude thing isn't it there's ones you just think like if I could just grab you and just have you for like six weeks and just the, the improvements that you'd make but they're just someone's like no I just don't I'm just not interested all I want to do is play football and then you're like well that's that's fine that, that's, that, that's what you want to do that's what you you want to do, but yeah, it's, it, there's so many. You can go to any picture of that on a uh, Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon, and you just be like, oh, if I had just, it's just honestly, you just, it's as like you say, you pull your hair out, you're thinking, oh, I, you could be so much a better athlete, maybe not a better football, but you could be an athletic, and that's, I can just make you better, and then that's hopefully in turn will make you a better footballer. But no, it's it's difficult when you they they're not interested. Eh? Yeah, it's at the end of the day, it is that individual's decision as to if they want to do that or not. And I've had loads of people, kind of like footballers, even guys that I played with, um, they've come to me with a little bit of like, oh, I don't really want to train in the gym, don't have the time for it. And it's the transformation of one individual that I currently play with in the same team. Like he came to me at the start of the season um, after having, you wouldn't mind me saying, a pretty poor season, um, mm. gassing out after 60 minutes, 70 minutes, um, looking like he was stuck in the mud. And then I think we were about five to six months on a programme, trained in the gym for the first time in probably a long time, started doing doing the work that he should have been doing and just genuinely working on strength. Um, and he stepped onto the pitch this season, minus a little injury, um, probably the club's top goal scorer, um, going for the full 90 minutes, and alongside that, like the thing that you don't think about when you're talking about physical preparation is just a, a confidence, a confidence in the fact that he can last 90 minutes, a confidence in the fact that he knows he can get past that, that fullback. He knows that I'm going to go for longer and I'm going to go for faster than you. And that in yeah. your own head is a massive advantage. Oh, mate, there's nothing, there's nothing I would say like more frightening on if, if when you're playing sports and then when you know you're tired. It's a horrible yeah. feeling. See when you're out on the pit and you just know you're thinking, I'm I'm gubbed here. You're just like yeah. it's 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 a tough place to be. So like yeah. having that having that confidence to be like, you know, I'm I'm fine. Come just get to 70 minutes, you think I can crack I'm got six second window, I'm keep I can keep going, but you know your opponents or you can look at them and think you're struggling here. It's gonna give yeah. you that. And I think going back to um what you're saying uh, the question before about um the challenges. And you're on about the mindset there. I think as well, like when you are working with junior players, I think sometimes it is just it goes to that mindset. Boys are maybe thinking, uh, I'm only playing junior for whatever or whatever it is. They think I'm only, I'm only playing. I'm training two tw- twice a week anyway. Why would they want to do more? They're just they're happy. They they don't have that kind of that mindset where they want to improve their perf- you know like improve their performance. It's, it's, it's hard to to get through with them when they just. Or like if they play for an amateur, for example, and you know, I just I, sometimes we don't even train. I just, I just play Saturday mornings. Why would I? Why would I want to 
to get better. And that's, yeah. and that's itself the challenge. But so then the ones who come to you who have that, I know I want to improve, I want to get, but that's the ones that you're like, yes. That's, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And that's the thing, like, I was saying to someone the other day, like, have a look at, like, League League One, League Two in Scotland and have a look at the quality of some of the players in there. Don't get me wrong, there's some unbelievable players, but there's also some not-so-unbelievable not players, skill-wise, but they can go yeah. absolutely all day long. They're in peak physical shape. They can run like fuck, um, and they'll just never stop. And they've some, I know a lot of guys that have made a career out of that, like, 300, 400 appearances at that level, and you're just looking at them like, you can't even play football, but... Yeah. You've done Scottish games right. quick if you're fit and you can go up and down and you can it's half the battle. Scottish games fast, so if you can, people maybe the people say about standard, but the game is quick. So if you can get up and down and continue that pace, and you're, it's like it, it is half the battle. And like you're saying about that, there's not like a big, there's not a big jump from like junior to like lowland league, and then from from there, then who knows where you can you can get a part. I think you can go part time. You can maybe get like that's, that's how you get. And it's not a huge gap. It's not a huge discrepancy. So you can, you put an effort in, you do everything right. You, you train, yeah, your nutrition's fine. You do your SNC. You, you don't know what sort of improvement, like what sort of teams might pick you up. Or, yeah. And it could be totally different for you. Yeah. I think, I think my kind of, why I wanted to do it as a youngster was, was probably from the opposite reason. And like, we're talking about guys with a lower skill that don't want to do it. I was probably one of these guys with a lack of skill that did want to do it. And that's kind of got me by um, through my, however many years to play junior football now. Like, I've never, never been the most talented guy, never been the best with the ball at my feet, but work like fuck, can head a ball, can play centre half for 90 minutes. Don't put me centre mid. That's a different story. But <laughs> um, it's the same. It's just like you. You want to you want to be the guy with the skill that can work on his physical preparation. You probably don't want to be the guy that has no skill that has to work that has to do all the work physically to keep up to the standard. Yeah. Um, but we need to merge those two together, and that's where yeah, that's where you make a cracking player. Yeah, exactly. That's that's the that's the sweet spot. Yep. Um, so moving on to the next question. Um, I mean, I suppose we we probably gone over it already, but. What would you say, and it doesn't have to just be in the gym based, but would you say are the main challenges for semi-pros right now? Junior players, guys that are playing part-time, um, what would you say are the main challenges for them? Um, I think the main challenges, mate, it's just, it can be quite a high volume, you know, yourself, games get cancelled, or especially start season, you've got cups and that as well it's just you can play twice a week you've got the train maybe once in between that it's just the commitment wise for them is it's tough um and again it goes back to that kind of like mindset if if you're just happy playing football then why would you want to do to do more on top of that um but that can be tough with it that can be tough and also as well i think in terms of performance wise most football uh has a a win or lose on the booze on a Saturday and that may be, and then that can be like the downfall of, of, of so you can do all your hard work and then when live for a weekend sort of thing I'll like you mm-hmm. get up you play football on a Saturday then you're on it straight away like and that could be I think that's a challenge I think there's for like especially when we get that junior level it's that mixture of there's some who want to who are there for perform like for want to be the best footballers they can and there's other ones who are maybe 
at their level and it's just kind of like fine for them and just happy to like yeah. train get on at the weekend win or lose uh, drinking but it can be tough though I think for them as well especially when like I say it's it's a big commitment and especially when you've got to play multiple times a week potentially games get now we're in uh, get into the cold weather games get cancelled and that's it's just you've got to play how many catching up however many games it's tough it's tough yeah. and travelling that as well it's it's a uh, yeah it's, it's a big commitment so I I do understand when people are not wanting to to do any more yeah it, it does make sense I must admit, you, what like, do you find is your what is you something you play junior yeah I mean I've certainly found over the years like challenged. I've done some stupid amounts of volume over a week. I think when I was at Aberdeen, I was doing like, and this was obviously just, I was very ill-informed at that point as to how much I should have been doing or maybe I was just stupidly motivated. I was probably training on a Monday, playing for four for under 20s on a Tuesday, playing for the uni on a Wednesday, training on a Thursday, rest on a Friday, play on a Saturday and then rest on a Sunday. But then again, as you say, I would be out on a Saturday night and I would also be in the gym like four times a week and I'm wondering why my knees are look like they're a way to explode. And yeah, I'm absolutely buckled, but I just normalized it and I was like, this is this is what I need to do. This is the this is the grind. This is how I become yeah. a professional footballer. And funnily enough, here you know, I'm not a professional footballer. <laughs> That's the thing, like um with like players, if if look at it from like a performance side of it and um making them better. It's it's hard when you've got that you train twice a week, play on Saturday. But some of them are full time. Most of them like you've got full time jobs and and then a family and that on top of that. So I've got commitments. It's just it's that that sweet spot in the balance. Um, how you can try and also like everything. It's all like a, a tool. It's uh, like a big collective. Like you've got so you work during the day. You fuel yourself for your work, and you've got to go. And, you could be like a bricklayer or whatever it is. You're physically gubbed during the day, and then you've got to go and train at night, and then maybe you haven't had a chance to eat properly and you're you're uh, not fueled for your training and you go home and you maybe don't get the best sleep or you don't re- recover after your training and it's, it's just next day you're up early and it just repeats itself then it's yeah it's, it's, it's tough getting that I think balance for a lot of people is they've been able to fit in training match days and life on top of that I think that's a, a tough a tough one you, you, you do see a lot with players just kind of running out almost and just I think as well it's why, why a lot of players don't know if you've seen it but I think a lot of players are just going down to Saturday mornings now they're just better yeah especially you players who could play or still could play at junior level just thinking can't be bothered with it yeah. I've been just training, training one day a week and then just playing on Saturday mornings and that's it just, I certainly saw that on. throughout lockdown anyway there's a lot of guys kind of just went I must admit I was probably thinking it at the start of the season as well and myself I was like do I need this commitment right now? Um, How many people do you know? That, well, I've seen it anyway. Since lockdown, just can't be bored with football anymore. They just be yeah. like, people who loved it before and played. Uh, and just like I just can't be bothered after just not wanting to go back to it. It's just it's it's going to that throughout a lot of sports. But I've obviously been in football. You just notice it. Like players like no, nah, I just can't be bored anymore. Yeah, it's it is very common just now I think everyone just yeah. I think they just saw like guys that have played football since they were probably like like that height they've probably had their first little break from football in their whole life and they've been like oh this is what it feels like to, do, to have a free Saturday um, yeah. 
and they've been like, oh, I don't know if I want to go back, which I, know. I can, can't really blame people for, but it's, the well, junior game anyways is pretty, pretty dead just now anyway, up this way, but um, yeah, mate, um, we'll move on to the next question anyway. So podcast, series, book, anything that you would recommend, um, anything that you've listened to lately? Um, the Pacey Performance Podcast is really good. Do you listen to that? Yeah, yeah, I've, I've caught that a couple yeah. of times. Well, more than a couple of times. Yeah, yeah Rob Pacey's really good. He's always got brilliant people on, um, whether it's sports scientists, um, SEC coaches in football, but also people just like in high-level sports. Um, I try to like go away from listening just to football people and try to listen to other like coaches and just trying to pick up a lot of different pieces from them to be um, to maybe see how they work with their sports teams. And I think you can find a lot of good things with like trying to get out of your, what you know and trying yeah. to like learn from other different sources and different sports. Maybe, oh, they're doing that. I'll, I'll try that. Um, yeah. But yeah, so Pacey performance is really good. You had them, um, one listen to last time was actually, it was the sports scientist from Leeds. Mm-hmm. Uh, on about like Biela and like murder ball and Mur- yeah, um, I, that's one I have actually listened to. Yeah, yeah, that was really good. I, I liked listening to, to them and see like the intensities that uh, that they run it and stuff. Um, I don't really listen to any other podcasts. I mean, apart from this one, obviously. Yeah, cheers, um, <laughs> mate. <laughs> I uh, I don't I don't really listen to any, any other ones apart from that. Books, um. High performance training for sports. The second one's just out of that. It's meant to be. It's meant to be shit hot. I've not actually. Yeah. Well, I've got the first one, but I haven't got that one. Um, and it's a really good book by Dan Clare called "The Little Black Book of Wisdom Training." A little bit, little black book of training wisdom or something. Yeah, that's really good. That's um, it's about training, but it's kind of like in like layman's terms almost. So, yeah. About like all like kind of different factors like periodization or whatever it is, people mm. are interested in that. But it's, it's that's a really good book. Um, and like YouTube, I've been watching a lot of different things on YouTube recently, just by like different coaches. Just mm-hmm. could be I'm mean, totally random, be a mindset or well being. But YouTube's a great resource. I I think there's a lot of good stuff in that on on there. Yeah, you can literally learn to do anything in life on YouTube. Um, oh, I know. What what podcast do you listen to apart from like? The pace um, the ones that I'm typically into is like the high performance podcast with um what's his name? Jake. Forgot quite how I've forgotten his second name. Um the boy Jake and Damien. Um God, he's on the he's on the TV, he used to present the F1. I can't remember, I can't believe I've forgotten his name. Jake Humphrey. Um Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. That, 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 yeah, yeah. The high performance podcast, mate. You need to like that's top, top podcast. Um, what is that about? High performance podcast. So he brings on like athletes, like business owners, CEOs, things like that. Um, oh, honestly, it's the best podcast I've ever listened to anyway. Um, is it? That's, that's cool. I never strongly recommend that one. Um, Diary of a CEO, um, Stephen Bartlett. Uh, again, just brings on like business owners, CEOs of companies and stuff like that. It's, it's pretty good. Um, I think of any other I listen to. To be fair, I'm listening to another audio book just now, um, Extreme Ownership um, by Jocko Willick. Okay. Um, good. Is it like a Navy SEAL? Uh, essentially just talking about like how to take like 100% responsibility of everything that happens in your life. Um, but no, apart from that, they're kind of they're the top ones. 
added in another question at the end. I didn't send you this one, but I know a lot of people listening to this will kind of be from a similar background. They'll maybe be younger, wanting to start in sports, um, a career in sports. What would you say is like, what would, what's advice you would give to someone who would just be starting out in the industry? Say you were looking back at yourself, just going into college, what kind of advice would you give yourself or give someone in that situation? Um, oh, see, it's been so long that I'm old. Um, <laughs> I would just say, try and get your name out there as much as possible. Excuse me. Um, there's is loads of people in the area. I didn't know this till, like, looking back, how many people are actually in your field in in the area. Like, um, China network. Get your get your name out there. Do don't be. You're gonna to have to do stuff for free. It's just you've done it, I've done it. It's, you just you just have to. Um, but I'm a big believer in like I don't know how to say it, but I know when you you put something in, you get a lot out of it, sort of thing. So okay. like you, you put in time just volunteering, you know that will eventually like lead to something. Um, so yeah, just get try and network, um, get in touch with different coaches, volunteer, look at internships, um, read as much as possible. Um, and enjoy it like just enjoy your course what you're doing like if you're you obviously want to pursue it as a passion so yeah just immerse yourself in it as much as possible Um, looking back I I would probably try and do that more at the start there was time like my first couple of years at, well, I was at college for two years um, and it was just like it was a riot it was probably it was brilliant fun um, but it's only when I went to uh so when I actually, actually after I graduated uni, that's when I started to network with people and actually find other coaches who I could learn from. Um in hindsight, I probably would have went and did that um earlier, sooner to get more of a get more of a name out there and establish myself. Um and then also look at qualifications and things you can get. Try and get them on the good belt as soon as possible. It's gonna open doors for you quicker if you want to do if you want to do a, be a PT, like, and you ask maybe at college, they, I know they do courses, reduced rates for like level two, level three, try and get as much under your belt as, uh, as, as possible. And then, yeah, doors kind of, doors open up for you, I think. Yeah. It is hard. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. It is definitely hard. It's, it's, it's not a, a profession that there's loads of jobs just like waiting to, to go and do. If you yeah. do need a little bit of luck with um, things but again that's where it comes if you get your name out there people know you and then there's more chance of you getting positions or getting getting jobs yeah it's hard definitely I, I basically said like you just you just need to be patient be willing to be willing to wait be willing to see all the rest of your mates making double you um, in a year but be patient and realise that it's nothing against guys that have went and taken on other jobs and apprenticeships and stuff like that, but be willing to play the long game. It's not just going to happen overnight. You will need to grind a little bit until you get into a position where you're like, right, I'm stable, I'm happy, I'm going. No, it's, it's, and yeah, like like you say, it it can be so frustrating. I mean, you you do see friends who have maybe went to do an apprenticeship, sorry, and they're doing, maybe got a car that before you or whatever, they're, they're, they're laughing, but, the end of the day, they, you don't want to do what they're doing. So don't just, yeah. you're, you're happy doing what you're doing. You're just, it will come. You just have to just play, like I say, play a long game and stick in. Did you go to college as well? You, or did you go straight to uni? Yeah, two years college, two years uni. 
yeah. So like it's it's good, and plus you make you make great great people along the way. Yeah, it's funny you you, you, you do sports for a living pretty much. It's, it's exactly it's not hard. You get, you get to wear shorts to work. I mean, that's good. Exactly. Apart from posties, nobody else can do that. So you're, you're <laughs> exactly uh, pair of shorts, count some reps. That's all you need to do. Like people say, like when you when you love what you do, you don't need really work there. So it's it's good. exactly. It's good. I never understood that when people said that until probably this year. Like, I just thought it's a lot of bollocks. Like, you wake up in the morning, you you, just, you despise getting to work, whatever it is. But I could safely say that this year, I've I felt that one hundred percent, which is which is good. That's the that's the pinnacle. That's where you want to get to. Exactly, it's easy getting out of bed when you actually enjoy what you're what you're doing. There, hundred percent, mate. Hundred um, percent. So that is us at the end, mate. I don't even know how long that took, but I think we're hitting about 40 minutes or something. So that's perfect. Um, appreciate you coming on. Appreciate you sharing your wisdom. Um, and yeah, I'll, I'll catch you again soon. No worries, mate. Thank you for having me on. I enjoyed that. It was a, it was a good chat. Top man. I'll catch you in a bit. <laughs>